The Witchuation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, and welcome to the Witchuation Room. We're reading The Witcher Books by Andrzej Sapkowski. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. Today we're talking about mostly The Edge of the World, which is the third, fifth book? Yes. Sorry, fifth One of those story? Things. Yeah, yeah, in, uh, in The Last Wish. The first-ish book of the Witcher series. <laughs> it's confusing because it's like, it was the second book that was written, but everyone recommends you read it first because it's about a bunch of setups, sort of, right? Yeah, we don't really understand, but we're channeling our inner Witcher and we're just plowing through. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, Geralt finds himself in the middle of a blood feud between a dubious wizard and a mutant princess. Both sides ask him to intervene and kill the other, calling it the lesser evil. Instead, Geralt chooses the most awesome evil, which involves hacking up a bunch of local toughs in the middle of town, earning himself the title, the Butcher of Blaviken. So this is such, I keep saying these are so video gamey, but that's super video gamey, right? The, yeah. the writer set up this careful, like, no-win scenario where you have to choose between these two sides that are very gray area. And you being the chaotic player, you're like, player fuck it, I'm gonna just, kill everyone. The player just kills everybody in town. So, so was he just ahead of his time for 1993? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there were video games in 1993. <laughs> <Well>, yes, <laughs> but were. I don't know if they were at this level, No, right? you're right, that's true. There were some, there were a few that were approaching this level of complexity, but really, really not much. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, not, I'm still not sure who the real monster was in the situation, but maybe that nickname will help discourage random dudes from trying to jump Geralt every time he walks into a bar. Uh, our second story finds the Witcher invited to a royal party under mysterious circumstances. Is he there to negotiate a treaty? Or maybe to advise on matters of state? Nope, just another royal trying to get him to hack up some dude they don't like. But Geralt doesn't roll like that. A guy's gotta have standards, you know? So Geralt uses his Witcher wiles to turn the murder into a double wedding! And he also claims their firstborn child as his reward. Yikes. <laughs> that is not how that queen thought that was going to go. <laughs> nope. She's like, I'm going to bring in this witcher, he's going to kill this dude, and I'm going to marry her off to some, you know, pirate or whatever. Yeah. And Geralt's like, nope, I'm taking your, your, grand, your grandbaby. Yeah. God. All right. The Voice of Reason 5. Uh, so in our little uh, framing story, Geralt is reading a history of the world uh, when Nenica ushers in Geralt's buddy, Dandelion. Dandelion pops in, Nenica disapproves of Dandelion. Yeah, apparently this guy Dandelion has quite a reputation. Uh, seems to be kind of a, a joker and uh, a little bit lewd. A bit you of know? smoker, midnight token. <laughs> <laughs> He's a flaneur. But, and, uh, uh, I liked what Nenica called him. Hmm. It's Dandelion this time, your fellow. That idler, parasite, and good for nothing. That priest of art, the bright shining star of the ballad and love poem. As usual, he's radiant with fame, puffed up like a pig's bladder, and stinking of beer. <laughs> That's a man who has a good time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you may not want him around all the time, but, you know, he's the guy you take to a party, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, well, Garrett always wants him around, apparently. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, as this whole story gets into, Dandelion is not useful. No. No. In the slightest, in any scenario. No. In fact, sometimes he's, like, the, the opposite, opposite of useful. He <laughs> exacerbates the bad situation. But Garrett just likes it, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll bring on Dandelion. Yeah. And apparently Dandelion is bored, so, and he's like, well, I'm bored, I'm going to go find Geralt. That's the, that's the whole thing. Right, yeah, and Dandelion's like, do you have a drink? And Geralt's like, I do. <laughs> he, like, he pulls a book out, and there's like a, like a, a bottle of some booze behind the, the book in the library. It's like, I guess he stashed that there before. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, they and get along great. It is pretty cool because Dandelion kind of punctures Geralt's grim darkness all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a witcher and I'm trying to escape my destiny and, and Dandelion's like fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's great. And Geralt, uh, he feels that the world is changing around him, and he kind of wants to travel south, you know, get away from the civilization. Yeah, Dandelion's like, maybe you should just take up a new job. And the witcher's like, but I really like witching. Yeah, I'm a witcher, right? My book is called The Witcher. What are they going to call it? The, yeah. the guy? The, 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 the accountant? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Geralt also gives this long list of examples of, of people sort of living with monsters and adapting to them mm-hmm. and kind of liking them. You know, it sounds a little silly, but then if you consider like how grim this world is, it kind of makes sense, right? This is the, mm-hmm. These are the same people who are like, yeah, the Suga eats people every now and then, but you know, that's just life, right? <laughs> it's true. So then they just accept that monsters are around and some of them, in addition to eating people, are useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Geralt says though that 300 years ago, it was much worse, right? The monsters were eating people and there was much more need for witchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, when an old lady is tired of living, she just walks off into the woods. <laughs> they're gonna get her. Something's gonna yeah, get her. They don't even know what. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. That's all that matters, right? But to take Geralt's mind off it, uh, Dandelion reminisces about the following story. The time they first met. Well, I think, is it the time they first? I guess it's not the time no, they first not met. The time yeah. they're, they're already buds. Just that time. This is the edge of the world. Geralt and Dandelion are looking for work in a little town and coming up dry. Yeah, this, this is great because we get to see yet another pitfall of the Witcher profession. Your primary job is to source you know, work from the local normies, right? And the local normies are often incredibly stupid, you know? Like, can you imagine if your job was to drive around like rural Texas and ask the local, I'm trying to think like, you you know, Jeff, you drive around rural (laughs) Texas and ask, hey, do you want to make an app? (laughs) And you have to like, just find somebody who's got a good idea, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, that doesn't doesn't really pan out. And it's, but he he deals with it, I guess he deals with it all the time. Yeah, they tell him about like, Oh, there's these, these special devils that are like mean to the old women, and then there's these devils that, that knock the women's washing down, and then there's these devils that make the milk sour or whatever, all these monsters. And Geralt's like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. philosophizes sure, sure. a little bit that they, they make up these fake monsters in order to, to make their own normal, everyday evil feel less bad. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. They make up that the, the old woman is a witch because they don't, they, won't, they don't want to feel bad about treating the old woman badly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, people are stupid and they also suck. <laughs> yeah, that's Geralt's position. Yeah. So they ride on through an incredibly beautiful country. Yeah. Where they are, and they they're caught up with by a peasant, Netley, who seems to be slightly less stupid than the others. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, those guys are idiots. We have a real job for you. Yeah. And so they head back to Netley's home. Oh, on the way back, he does brag about some ancestral genocide. Uh, yeah, yeah. That talks about how they drove the elves out of the valley. Yeah. Doesn't it feel very Irish? Like, the way they talk and then the names of things? Yeah, it kind of is. I'd say, like, Gaelic or, or yeah, yeah. North English. But given that it is translated, it makes me wonder what the original Polish was like. Because so it, was, it must have been, like, a, like, Polish with, like, a provincial accent or something, right? And this is just how they translated it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So they head to the Valley of Flowers. And... Then they talk to the elder of the valley who complains of a uh, deoval, which took me a while to Deoval. figure out what the heck he would say. A deoval. A deoval. <laughs> uh, it's a really weird complaint because the the deoval mostly just sort of lives nearby, and the elder's like, yeah, you know, he's he's kind of all right. He's actually kind of useful to have around. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> he does good stuff. You know, sometimes and, he's great. And girl's like, so you don't want me to kill him? 
And they're like, no, 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 we want you to get rid of him, totally. Because he does pranks too, and it's kind of annoying. But don't kill him. Just, but don't kill him. Absolutely can, don't kill can him. Can we like put him in a humane trap and like release him in the wild somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we also kind of like him. So. Yeah. It's like, you know, they say he's ravaging the village, but what he's really doing is, sounds like more like a drunken, rowdy dude, like going through and knocking some things over, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem that bad. But devils are not real, so Geralt is like, interesting, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So Geralt agrees to take a look, uh, despite, of course, the fact that devils don't exist. Yeah. He, he, Dandelion's like, why are we doing this? And Geralt's like, because I want to see something that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So they go to a hemp field. Right. And- which and and of course, as ev- as everyone would have known, the, a patch of hemp—that's where the devils would hang out. Oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah, the, the devil's weed, as they call hemp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but isn't I, I think he mentions that hemp also has properties that uh, release that prevent magic casting. Which yeah, it's is an anti-magic thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the the devil's leading. They go there and they find that uh, there's a bunch of like offerings and stuff that have been made to the Daywall, <laughs> yeah. or the the devil. Uh, and the girl's like, ah, okay. Yeah, when when uh, when the thing shows up, it's a kind of a goat man thing, and mm-hmm. Gerald observes that it's the weirdest thing that he's ever seen. Which it's like a lot. That's yeah, like the threshold here has got to be pretty wild, right? right? Yeah, like I, I this is the description of it. The creature was about half a rod tall, with bulging eyes and a goat's horn and beard. The mouth, a soft, busy slit, also brought a chewing goat to mind. Its nether regions were covered with long, thick, dark red hair right down to the cleft hooves. The devil had a long tail, ending in a brush-like tassel, which wagged energetically. Uh, uh, barbed the monster. Has anyone <laughs> ever kicked your arse, little goat? Man, the lion couldn't stop himself. Yeah, yeah, like, the thing is sort of like, what's the word? It's, it's like peacocking on them, right? It's, yeah. it's like puffing up yeah. and like barking at them. But it seems like Geralt could kind of talk this thing down, and Dandelion just fucks with it. I know, it's so good. <laughs> and I don't even understand these insults that Danny Lyon is making. <laughs> sense. But, the, but the devil understands. He's like, fuck you, dude. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I was going to talk this out, but now, now it's go time. <laughs> yeah. And he starts pelting them with iron balls. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the Danny Lyon says, most certainly, you can take the barrel organ and bell when you go home. And that this really pisses the thing off. I don't understand this. I have no idea what that means. Uh-uh. The barrel, organ, and bell. Yeah. yeah no idea. Yeah, and so it, it starts whipping iron balls at them <laughs> and, like, kicks their asses. Yeah, it hurts, you and know? And are like, God damn it, <laughs> I mean, like, Gerald didn't bring his sword because he wasn't going to, like, kill this thing. So he's yeah. like, well, I guess we're getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just sort of drives them away. It's really funny. Yeah. Thus, the epic tale of the Witcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that time he found the guy in the weed fields and they pelted mm-hmm. it with, they, they ran him off with iron balls. Right, and so Geralt demands an explanation from the village people who finally tell him that okay 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 we tried to deal with it ourselves uh-huh. according to this big old book we've got yeah that nobody can read yeah we can read it and we've got this old lady and she can't read it either but there's this other person <laughs> with her and the old lady like memorized it when she was young yes so from so basically for the last you know x number of years they've been passing it down by word of mouth the book is irrelevant yeah the they, book has nothing to do they, they know what's in the book but they just don't yeah yeah it's it's pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah uh, but I love that the the solution for dealing in the old the big old book that they can't read, uh, it tells them how to deal with monsters, various monsters, and for devils, apparently the remedy is to trick it into eating progressively more unpleasant shit. <laughs> like like it has the iron balls because it's like first you should eat some nuts, and if it asks for some nuts, give it the iron balls, and it breaks its teeth, yeah, and then yeah. give, then uh, eats what was it? Soft cheese. Yeah, some soft. No, it was. Um, the, there, so, was some, there was one that was soft cheese. And no, it was honey. Eat some honey, and if it eats the hun- honey, give it some pine tar for its mouth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then if it eats, you know, then eat some soft cheese, and then they give it soap because they hate soap. It's like <laughs> this is I mean, kind yeah, of fucked up. 
I don't think it's going to kill the thing. But this whole time I was so confused because they could have just taught the woman to read. Well, rather than having her memorize this whole thing. They have the book right there. She's an old lady. This it's is written out. Well, no, no, none of them can read this book because it's in ancient runes, apparently. That's what they were saying. It's like it's in the, the first runes or something like that. Okay. So no one in this village can read this. Okay. Yeah. yeah Geralt can read it, luckily. Yeah, because he's, you know, he's a But it, it seems like the advice is basically play mean pranks on this thing until it goes away. Which, yeah. I mean, like... It actually might work. Might work, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't succeed with this job. Right. So they hired themselves a witcher. Yeah, there's a pretty entertaining uh, entry in the book about the witch man. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the the witch man. Don't touch him because he'll give you mange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got like a, a sword in one hand and a big bag of money in the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. And there's a mysterious young woman there. Yes, Leal. Uh, and after some back and forth, Geralt gets them to come clean. That the reason that they that that Geralt is not allowed to kill this thing, even if he wanted to, is because Leel won't let them, and she is their prophetess. Yeah. Or, or it's sort of like the old woman is the prophetess, but the but she passes it along to the young woman. Yeah. Who it's becomes in, the old woman. It's interesting. They basically say that uh, the this is like a cyclical thing. The old woman uh, is the is the one who talks. The young woman kind of whispers in her ear. But they also said that the old woman. Uh, no one knows where the young woman came from, but the old woman, the same thing happened. Like when, when she was, when the old woman was young, she appeared from nowhere and was like, and wouldn't talk. So it's like this kind of, this weird reincarnation cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and they, they take it in stride. Oh yeah. And so, uh, but also the witcher, now that he knows what they're dealing with, also wouldn't kill the thing. Cause you know, witcher could. Yeah. 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 He knows it's a Sylvan, whatever that is. Yes. Right, and so this uh, this Leel or this old lady, whatever is going on here, won't let them kill anything, right? And it's connected to the bounty of the, the valley that they're in. Right. Which is a great place for growing stuff. So then Geralt, he's still kind of on the job. He returns to talk to the Sylvan, uh, who is a real difficult piece of work. Yeah, I mean, Geralt goes... Uh, to be fair, the last time they were there, they didn't endear themselves to this guy. But <laughs> yeah. Geralt goes in trying to make peace, and uh, the Sylvan is not there for it. <laughs> yeah, no. It challenges to a series of competitions, uh, which Geralt just ignores. Like, <laughs> I would do that. He's like, I'll race you to this spot. And Geralt's like, I don't know where that spot is. He's like, that's the point. <laughs> he's like, let's do a riddle. And here's the riddle. And Geralt's like, I don't know, this. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no, I didn't agree to that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, it eventually just devolves into what I can only call like a schoolyard brawl where they're like they kicking just, each they other. Just wrestle, just instead. <laughs> like the guy spits at him and he like pins him down and spits in his ear or whatever. It's like... <laughs> It's like bullying him. I don't know. It's right. Just, yeah. It's, it's kind it's of interesting how Geralt doesn't. It, this is very fairy tale like, where the the monster wants to play like riddle games or like go by these weird rules uh, that are like very kind of otherworldly, and Geralt just does ignores it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to do that. That's that's not what I'm here for. Uh, it's a big wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. But, uh, but being, yeah, yeah. But uh, Geralt does sort of win. Then the devil kicks him off and tries to run away. And that's when an ambush happens. Yeah, they get ambushed, and uh, Geralt is KO'd. Uh, Geralt wakes up, uh, he and Dandelion, and they are bound and captured by the Sylvan, who we learn is named Torque, Torque. and mm-hmm. a bunch of elves. Who, and, and they're in the midst of discussing agriculture. <laughs> yeah. He wakes up, and they're like, oh, and yeah, rotating crops. Yeah, they, okay, yeah they're talking about crop rotation. They're talking about uh, how to grow flax and how to, how to weave flax into linen. Uh, and Torque is teaching them all this stuff, which is what he has learned from the humans. Right. 
Uh, and then Geralt just immediately starts provoking the elves. Well, I mean, to be fair, they do uh, threaten to kill. I think they start by threatening to kill both of them, right? I think that's that's where it leads in. Well, they talk about that, but then Tork is like, no, you can't do that because of the magic of the valley or whatever. Yeah, right. And Geralt's like, you stink! I hate you! And it doesn't go well. <laughs> no, they, 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 uh, it turns out they hate humans and they love kicking, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets kicked quite a bit. Yeah, but he manages to beat up one of them while, while tied up. Yeah, he kicks the kicker's ass with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah, but they're stopped from killing Geralt of Dandelion by the arrival of the elf leader, Philavandrel Ainfidhael of Silver Towers, of the Feliorn family from White Ships. Now exiled and hounded to the edge of the world, I'm Philavandrel of the edge of the world. <laughs> that's, that's quite an introduction. Very dramatic. Yeah. But then they have kind of a discussion, and the elves, as we kind of guessed earlier, were driven out of the, the Valley of Plenty by the humans. And they've been living in the mountains, and they've been starving. Like, they live forever. They don't age, but they starve. Yep. Very unpleasant. And they're trying to adapt by stealing the humans' agriculture. Which is interesting. What Philip Andrell says is that the way the elves used to live doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Right? The, the world used to provide for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that, that uh, they didn't need agriculture because the, the land was so fertile, they would just... You know, eat what grew yeah. naturally. They yeah. said even the sun is different now. It shines differently, and the air and water are different, too. Yeah, yeah. what is going on here? Very this, interesting. This is more than just sort of the spread of humanity bringing civilization or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and Geralt recommends to Philavandrel that they trade with the humans and cohabit with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become, become basically partners with them. I find this interesting because Geralt is... They don't realize this because they see Geralt as a human, but Geralt is speaking to, to this like as a... From, from personal experience, because he's not human, you know? Yeah. And humans don't view him as human, so... Yeah. Geralt always empathizes with the non-humans, and that's what he's doing right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's trying to save them in his way. Yeah. Even though he's tied up and about to get killed. Yeah, because they are definitely going to kill him. They're like, you know, look, man, we don't really want to kill you, but we can't have you telling them about what's going on over here, so... Yeah. For some reason. Well, because they think that if the humans know that they're there, the humans will come kill them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they, don't, they, they are not strong enough to handle a war with the humans, is what yeah. they say. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I completely buy that, because there's nothing in the mountains that they need. Right? The humans, I mean. Sure. Sure. Like I, they, I think the idea is that if they know that the elves are stealing from them, then they'll go mm, after them. Because the, yeah. the uh, torque is essentially stealing for them. Right. But Geralt says they have to cohabit, or the other only other option is to keep starving because the agriculture is not going to work for them. Yeah, because the mountains suck. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah that's the problem with the mountains, and that they'll, they're eventually going to just have to come down from the mountains and get killed. So yeah, uh, the they're going to kill him, but then Torque intervenes because he's like, "Look, guys, you know yeah, that wasn't really, the deal. Yeah, that wasn't the deal. You can't kill these guys, you know." Right. And also because of the goddess, right? Yeah. Uh, who doesn't let you kill anybody in her valley. Yeah. And then uh, they're about to do it anyway, lining up for the firing squad, when said goddess shows up. Yeah. Yes, the uh, Leal. It's Leal, but not Leal again. Yeah. Yeah. She still doesn't talk, but she's like obviously... Obviously a goddess when she yeah. shows up. She's surrounded by signs of life and animals and stuff like that. Yeah, this is this story has some wild twists, I have to say. <laughs> yes. Like it's going all over the place. It's like first there's this devil and then it's uh, yeah. you know, this creature that's actually intelligent, and then these the elves show up and then now there's a goddess. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they learn that he's intelligent. Yeah, they learn the creature's intelligent and he then goes and has like a mud fight with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's captured by elves and yeah, then this goddess like I, I would never have predicted how any of this stuff was mm-hmm. gonna turn out. No, this this is some wild twists. And the goddess the the elves bow to the goddess. They 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 worship her. They uh, yeah. they defer to her. 
And she and the Witcher have some sort of conversation, I think. I don't know if they talk or if they they they, just... they like look into each other's eyes for a long time. Yeah. So some sort of communication. Yeah. yeah. She ultimately sends the elves back to the mountains and says this is not something they can do. Yep. And Which, they listen. Yeah, they listen because they respect it. That's that's sort of who elves are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as they're as they're leaving, Philavandrel says essentially, you know, Geralt, you're probably right because we're gonna starve up there. So I'll see you when we come back down. Yeah. And girl's like, you're on. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Torque frees them. And they head off. And this is... So what's going on here, this is the same thing that happened with the old woman and the young woman, right? Like the elves are the old woman, and mm-hmm. the, the humans are the young woman. And oh, then, so this, this is right. how the goddess works. Like you, the constant renewal. Yeah, like it's the, a the cycle The death thing. of the old and the... the the coming of the new. Wow, I didn't think about so that. So I think yeah. that's what the goddess was saying to Philavandrel, right? Mm-hmm. Was like, you. this is just your time. This yeah. is what happens. Like, like, even though the humans... Well, these humans worship the goddess, but most humans don't. Most humans are, like, science-based or whatever, and they don't care about magic. The goddess is saying, that's just how it is. That's, that's what I represent. Well, I, I think uh, they, Geralt also says something like, there is a message of hope. So maybe, there, maybe it was something like, you know, you're you're on you're in decline, but your time will come again. Maybe that was, was kind of more the idea is that they're they'll so? have a yeah, who knows, yeah. I, I was thinking it was like you're in decline and you're all gonna die out, but life keeps going, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could be, yeah. Right. This is this is the nature of life, is to get old and, and to pass away. Mm-hmm. Which would fit with what he was talking about earlier in the story. Yeah. yeah um, my read was that Philavandrel accepted that because he worships the goddess. Because yeah, that's that's that what be. elves do. Mm-hmm. That could be. And she was just sort of reminding him that this is this is your place, which is grim. Yeah, very I thought grim. elves were supposed to be all badass, but they were kind of pathetic. Well, I mean, yeah. these were like bad elves, right? Who've been starving for a long time. But mm-hmm. you're right, Geralt did kick the crap out of that one with his arm, literally with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe in this world, elves are immortal, but not like particularly strong. You know. Yeah. They could be very intelligent, but not able to compete with, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the masses of humans. They also might, be, might have been weakened because of the turning of the, the world, whatever's happening. Yeah. yeah. So True. when they say the end of the world, I guess it's the end of the world of these creatures in a lot of ways. Yeah. they're all dying out. The edge of the world. Edge of the world. Oh, well then, never mind. After this meeting, it's like... It's kind of funny because Geralt and Dandelion and the the Sylvan are all just like hanging out like by the campfire, just like drinking together. You yeah, know, what do you, what do, you do next? Yeah, have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dandelion uh, got a new loot from the elves because in the in the business business of all this, one of the elves smashed his loot because he was being such a jerk. And he was very <laughs> upset about it. It was like yeah. he like he had a little bit of tear to him. Yeah, you know? It was very sad. But then they gave him a nice a nice a renewed elven loot which is mm. even better and he's like it's totally worth it yeah, he's <laughs> like, I, would, I would have been kicked me all day for this thing yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sylvan is there and Geralt's reading from the book about the goddess yeah yeah he, he reads it because she's got an entry in there yeah and and he reads you know basically what I was talking about she only cares about life she doesn't care about any particular group of people mm-hmm. she cares about like constant rebirth and renewal but uh, they decide not to tell anybody about the elves because, you know, screw everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, the humans suck. The elves yeah. suck. Yeah, whatever. So, anything else about that story? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting story. Uh, kind of silly, but, like, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I like all of these stories. They, they feel very, um, these are stories told 
like around a, a bar or something like that. These are all just like it's like some guys like recounting this thing that just happened, and it's like mm. this these hilarious and like weird events, you know? Yeah, I thought I think it's interesting how the stories have a widely different tone, you know? Mm-hmm. True, they like, really yeah. do. This story almost feels like it was written by a different person than uh, like the first one, the the Witcher and the Striga and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I imagine these stories weren't all written at the same time, you know? I think this is like, I think we talked about this before, this is likely like a a, a collection of stories that were written and didn't have like a, a place to fit, so he just made a book out of them, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. this one and the last one, they feel like, if I had to guess, I would say they were the earliest stories written, because mm-hmm. the character doesn't seem as sharp, and it doesn't seem as consistent with the... the the other ways the Witcher act. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm also kind of curious about the timeline on these. I mean, I know that we know this story couldn't have been from that long ago because Dandelion is here, but uh, the Witcher is old, you know, so some of these stories could be from different points in his life when mm-hmm. things were different, you know? Yeah. It was funny, though. The story was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the voice of reason. Uh, Geralt and Nenica are just lounging in her grow room. Yeah, he's in the priestess's garden, literally <laughs> this time, as opposed to the before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, this place is wild. There's like rare plants. There's fungus. There's just mm. plants that he's that he's never even heard of in this in this weird cave. Yeah, yeah. crazy shit that only exists because it it gets sunlight through a crystal or something crazy. Yeah, like yeah. It's, what, what we find what the priestess says later is that the the sunlight itself has changed, so a lot of the old plants can't grow anymore. Yeah, which is something that we had just been reading about. Yeah, yeah. so what is going on here? It's funny, because I, I know this is kind of at the end of this little segment, but it's a short segment. The uh, Geralt is like, oh, so the sun is poisonous now. She's like, yep. And he's like, so the, this, this cave protects the plants from the poison, right? She's like, yep. He's like, so should we be just hanging out in the cave? She's like, eh, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, too late. Probably, yes, but it's too late. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was great. Uh, but yeah, they, they spend some time talking about Yennefer, who we've, we've heard Geralt mention before, yeah. but we don't have a whole lot of information, but it sounds like she's kind of a an ex-girlfriend with a complicated relationship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's complicated on, on Witcher Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, he's, he tries to get Neneke to give her some gemstones he has, you know, because I guess... You know, yeah. it's a nice thing to do, you it's, know? It's, and she's like, oh, dude, that will not play well. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Absolutely not. She, she's trying to do you a solid. This is not how that works. Yeah, no, you no, know? no. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't try and send your ex, like, a wad of cash because that doesn't send the right message. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Although it's... it's we find out a, a little bit about this. Like, Yennefer might be looking for him for some reason, uh, but he doesn't want to be found by her. Uh, it's complicated, but also... She gave up her ovaries, or ovaries are atrophied, so she can't have kids because that's and that's just what happens to sorceresses. Yeah, this is, this is something that uh, I'm sure we're going to learn more about later. But there's a process by which magical people are made that um, that yeah, that's that's the side effect essentially. Like mm-hmm. you gain immortality, but you lose the ability to reproduce. Right, you sacrifice one form of immortality for another. One might say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an immor- a mortal thing. But uh, Yennefer, however, does not accept this and is looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You get it. But uh, Nenegan also says that Geralt is sick, right? His, his powers are weakening, he can't do the magic very well, and he needs to do this trance thing. And Geralt doesn't want to do it because trance might entail a prophecy, and he really, really, really doesn't want a prophecy. Yep. Yeah. Prophecies suck. Yeah. He knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, right? It's boring. But yeah, these are fun. This is, this is, I, I like this little interlude, and I'm 
I'm kind of curious to see where it's going, you know? Yeah, well, and then this one ends with a suggestion that the last story we're going to get is about how he and Yennefer met. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think this this next story is going to be uh, the, the titular story, right? Yep, The Last Wish. But we're not going to read that tonight. Nope. Indeed. Yeah, that's for Stay next time. Stay tuned. Yes. That's a good cliffhanger, you guys. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> we cliffhanged. <laughs> I believe it's Cliff Hung. Oh, you're right. We're, 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 we're Cliff, Cliff Hung. Hung. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to finish out The Last Wish with the final story, The Last Wish. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. If you have any questions for us, we might answer them on air. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. That's, that's the, the situation. <laughs>